Secundus the Silent was an ancient philosopher and he was called that name because he had taken a vow of silence never ever to speak again. This seemed to antagonize Hadrian the Emperor at that time and he had him arrested and brought to him and he said uh, if you do not speak I'm going to have your head cut off. So he refused to speak and the executioner took him out and put his head on the block and had a big axe but the emperor had whispered into the executioner's ear if he speaks to save his life then kill him if he doesn't speak then save his life so the story is he didn't speak now it's just a story okay don't take it so seriously <laughs> so the beautiful thing was that Secundus the silent he did not abandon his way of life to live and how he lived was how he was willing to die there are powerful lines he did not abandon his way of life to live and how he lived was how he was willing to die and that sums up very beautifully uh, the gospel of today because Jesus Christ when he walked this earth he went to the highways and the byways with a very simple message and it was a message of unconditional forgiveness for all people in all places in all times and all situations and this has been put to the test when he is on the cross because he said to how many times should I forgive forgive all of the time love your enemies even those who persecute you and this has been put to the test as his hands are nailed to the cross as his feet are nailed to the cross as there's a crown of thorns in his head he's dying he's suffering he is in great pain and agony and there are people around him like a swarm of mosquitoes yelling at him if that you know the, the evil one always uses the word if if you are the Messiah remember temptations at the beginning if you are the Son of God so if you are the Messiah then come down from this cross if you are the Messiah if if you if you really are the, what they are looking for is they're looking for a God made in their own image and likeness they're looking for a God that like in the people of the Old Testament uh, molded a golden calf that they were able to worship they were looking for a Messiah who would be violent who would overthrow the, the Roman uh, Empire they were looking for somebody to fight somebody to take revenge somebody to bring hatred somebody to dominate other people and Jesus is not that type of person because the only thing he lived for and what what his way of life was a way of forgiveness so in this hanging on the cross he did not abandon his way of life to live and he lived how he was going to die father forgive them for they do not know what they're doing even those yelling abuse at him even those giving him that bitter wine 
when he was like very thirsty, he forgave them. Until death, he brought that forgiveness into death. That forgiveness was there absolutely unconditionally. His forgiveness was what led to one of the, the criminals who was being uh, crucified beside him to conversion. You can even see how, how Jesus responds to, he sees that, that this is God forgiving. He recognizes God in Jesus as a forgiving person. And, and in this recognition, he is converted. He says, you are the Son of God, you are the Messiah. And how Jesus responds to him, even nailed on the cross, Jesus is still going out to the last, the least, and the lowly, bringing them God's forgiveness. And he's telling him, today you will be with me in paradise. And uh, that word paradise, for the criminal, it would mean eternal life. But for all of us, paradise has more to do with this life than it has to do with everlasting life. Because paradise is in the Garden of Eden, where sin brought division and brokenness and separation. And forgiveness does the opposite. It brings about healing and peace and union. The Garden of Eden is restored when forgiveness is a way of life. Inside a person, internally, but also it can overflow into the world in which we live in. That when we, when we make, truly make forgiveness a way of life, the Garden of Eden is restored. What is beautiful about this gospel is, is that the people are standing and they are looking. They're looking upon Jesus on the cross and they're observing. They are contemplating him on the cross. And in this contemplation, when he finally dies, still giving forgiveness, they walk away and say, this truly was the Son of God. And there is a, a great teaching moment in that for all of us. Because the people who sneered at Jesus, who accused him, who ridiculed him, they represent the power that, that, that unforgiveness has in our lives. And it's a very, very strong power indeed. And that can go into guilt and resentment. Guilt is what, like the prodigal son, when we go away to a distant land, when we separate ourselves from God and we seek in other places in other people and in other things what only God can give, which is true love. And then we see in the son that stayed at home, he's overfilling with resentment. And that is what happens to us in our life and brings brokenness and bitterness into our lives. A resentful person is a very bitter person. 
And Jesus doesn't want us to live in guilt or resentment. He wants to bring forgiveness and healing into both. And that is why if we want to experience true forgiveness, we have to contemplate Christ on the cross. So if there is, if you're struggling with any kind of guilt or resentment in your life, I would very highly recommend that you get a crucifix and you sit down and place it in front of you and you just contemplate Christ as forgiveness. That on that cross, with every blow he received, with every nail that was put into his hand, he took unto himself everything that we have done wrong to other people and everything that other people have done to us. And what he wants us to do is to leave it there. This is why he died, because he knows absolutely everything that you have ever done wrong, and he forgives it. He knows all the wounds that were inflicted on you, and he wants to heal it by helping you to forgive and become a forgiving person as well. So that beautiful word once again, Jesus did not abandon his way of life to live. And he, how he lived was how he is willing to die. And it is an invitation to us to make forgiveness our way of life as well, so that we can truly be in paradise in ourselves and in the world in which we live.